When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Falcons podcast. You can find us after the fact. If you don't want to watch the whole thing right now, you can find us after the fact on falconspodcast.com. Check it out. You can see where that, that gives you the links to watch it on iTunes, on Spotify, uh, iHeart, all of the different places, Google Pods, <clears throat> Amazon. I think we're on all of those. So just check it out, falconspodcast.com. Uh, and good morning. And today, what I want to get into, and it will be just me today, so it will be me and you. So we'll be very active in the chat this morning and uh, and very active drinking the coffee this morning. So here's a ceremonial first sip. Uh, Benjamin Albright is an NFL insider. He covers the Denver Broncos out in Colorado fairly well plugged in and he, he kind of said something that Nick and I have been talking about for the last several months which is the, the quarterback situation with the Atlanta Falcons and is Desmond Ritter the guy would they go for a draft or might they even try and put together a package to go after someone like 25 year old Lamar Jackson they're getting the draft capital they'll have the cap space in order to pull something off let me uh let me put that uh, that tweet up here for you, and I'll read it for those of you that are listening on the pod after the fact. Um, but the question was, any chance the Ravens trade Lamar? And Benjamin Albright says, originally I would have said no, but the longer it drag, drags out, I think the more possibility opens up. It would have to be a team willing to give him the contract he's looking for. Okay, so a team with a lot of money. Falcons are going to have a lot of money. A team that has an offense that fits. Yeah, nice running offense, play action, all that type of stuff. Atlanta Falcons fits. And as he says, Atlanta suddenly becomes interesting. So we've talked about that a lot. If you're if you're all in on Arthur Smith, Lamar Jackson might be the absolute perfect fit that we're talking about. But as you're going through the rebuild, uh, what's it going to cost to bring Lamar Jackson to Atlanta? Uh, what would it cost to keep him, and would it be worth it? So let's say good morning to some folks in the chat real quick while this just starts to open up. Uh, Jamal comes in. He says, good morning, everybody. He says, rise up. Well, good morning, Jamal. And Michael Rankio says, good morning, Scott, on the Falcons podcast. Good morning, Michael. Appreciate you being here <clears throat> early on uh, uh, Christmas week morning here. Kevin Fitzpatrick, first in on Facebook. Thank you, Kevin. And then Michael Rankio shares the news uh, that was out. He says, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers running back Franco Harris, former Penn State, where my dad went. I think they were actually at Penn State together at the same time. Um, the age would make um, would make sense. Passed away this morning at age seventy two, um, and, that, and it's a shame. You know, rest in peace, Franco. He was he was a hell of a player, part of those you know wonderful Pittsburgh Steelers teams. 
down in Lorif with the Immaculate Reception. I was actually talking about him last week, saying, you know, in today's game, the Immaculate Reception never could have happened because one, uh, the safety that 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 hit that broke on the ball that made the original hit would have been called for a flag, personal foul, fifteen yards, and then two, replay would have overturned the call because at the time, uh, it wasn't that the ball at the ground it didn't. The Immaculate Reception was two offensive players were not allowed to successfully six sequentially, whatever the word is, two people in a row, two offensive players in a row were not allowed to touch the ball. And the ball bounced off the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver into the hands of Franco Harris and replay would have overturned that. Instead, there we go. Dylan comes in. He says, good morning, Scott. Dylan snaps comes in. Appreciate you being here on YouTube. And, uh, and Christopher Edmund comes in. He said, it's not, it's not going to happen no matter how good it sounds talking about Lamar Jackson to uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Well, maybe, you know, I, I would put it in the slim, but you're closer now with just needing the quarterback, the quarterback away than you were when you were trying to make a trade for Deshaun Watson. Okay. So when we're talking about what would it cost to bring Lamar Jackson, to, not even just to Atlanta, but to get Lamar Jackson, I think we have a pretty good idea when we start talking about a 25-year-old Pro Bowl quarterback and what the template would be. Deshaun Watson went the same way. Uh, he hadn't even played for a year, and the Falcons were all in on him. If you guys remember, it was coming down to the Saints and the Falcons until uh, Cleveland came in with a crazy offer. And uh, and Lamar says, or uh, Deshaun says, that's where I want to go. And basically, he had the ability to, to, to okay that trade. And the contract, what did it cost Cleveland to get Deshaun Watson, 25-year-old who hadn't even played a year and was going to be suspended for a full year? Three first-round picks, a third, and a fourth with 230 million guaranteed contract. That's a lot to give up. Um if you've got your quarterback, a pro bowl quarterback for the next decade, it's probably worth it. Um <laughs> that's still a lot to give up. Um you can stretch that out and then as the cap increases, the 50 million cap hit that that Deshaun's going to have for the next four last four years of his contract. Uh, it's not that big a deal. It, I mean, it's it's a lot, but it's not crippling um, as long as your quarterback is playing at a top two or three level, then it's probably worth it. But by the end of that contract, the cap will be somewhere around 250 million, which that increase from 200 to 250 will basically pay for that contract. There it is. The rest of 200 million for everybody else. But you start asking the questions. Would the Falcons be competitive in an offer like that? And I ask you the question, uh, everybody here on the Falcons podcast, if the Falcons were willing to put together a package last year to go after Deshaun Watson, why wouldn't they try and put together a package this year to go after uh, Lamar Jackson? Well, one reason is, is Desmond Ritter, okay? Maybe they feel good enough about Desmond Ritter that they don't go quarterback. And that's the big question. We start talking about, what will the Atlanta Falcons do with a top 10 pick? I think that's where it'll end up. I think it'll end up somewhere, you know, in the 8 to 12 range. I think they beat the Cardinals, finish 6 and 11. You're in the 8 to 12 range. So a top 10 pick in this draft. Do they go quarterback? Would they go quarterback? Um, that's going to be up to Desmond Ritter in, in large extent over the course of the next three games. 
Now, last week, did you see enough from Desmond Ritter to say, okay, we're we're good. We're good at quarterback. We can we can go get an edge. We can we can go get an uh you know an another wide receiver god lord another pass catcher we can go get another corner opposite aj terrell we can get a big interior defensive lineman to give grady some help we can do all those things or are you thinking huh yeah quarterback's still pretty much an option so if you're going to use a seven on someone like will levis wouldn't you rather throw in a 2024 first also and then maybe another package of slower picks and then desmond ritter to get lamar jackson maybe that starts to make a little bit of sense if you ask me. Now you get rid of that cheat code of having a cost-controlled rookie quarterback for a million bucks for the next three years. But what good is cheap if the, if he if he can't play? So the next three games I think are so important, and this is one of the reasons why I think most of us were so adamant that we would have liked to have seen Desmond Ritter sooner. So you've got a good answer to that question: Is he, can he be the guy? Will he be the guy? Is he the guy? rather than just a four-game sample size. Now, to be fair, I've said all along, they may already know. They may already have a good feeling of where Desmond Ritter is and where he will be based on what they've seen in in practice one way or another. Now, this guy's not going to cut it. We know we're going to have to go get another quarterback. They they may know that. I doubt – I don't think so, though, because I think his tools are good enough and, and, uh, you know, the small sample size we've seen that you want to see more. You know, you can watch some guys – and you can say, yep, in one play. I used to call those guys when I was scouting high school kids, one play offers. Watch one play. Yeah, he's said, no, just offer him a scholarship. Just offer him now. And you can see the opposite way. I can watch, you know, a throw. You know, I, I can be at the senior bowl and just say, okay, that, that guy's, and this is the senior bowl. And I can I can pick the two or three guys that aren't going to get drafted. Um, you, you, you know, you've got a pretty good idea. So maybe they already do know. I think he has enough tools and ability that you don't really know with him until you get him some time. It would have been nice to have seen Desmond Ritter play, say, after the Panthers game and get a start against that bad Bears defense to play against the Steelers. And then last week would have been his third game instead of first game on the road against New Orleans. And then you're going to Baltimore to play the Ravens. And he doesn't get a break until he gets to play the Cardinals. So we will see. A lot of that will be up to Desmond Ritter. But if you're willing to put a package together to go get uh, Deshaun Watson while you still have a huge salary cap hit hanging over your head with Matt Ryan, do I think this team would be willing to go out and get Lamar Jackson and put together a competitive package together in order to make that happen? Yes, I do. Now, the one thing we didn't talk about is uh, Lamar Jackson's contract. He's playing on his fifth-year option this year, so that means the the Ravens have the ability to tag him, put a franchise tag on him twice. Players do not like to play on the franchise tag. If they're good enough to be tagged, the franchise tag means you play on a one-year guaranteed contract and you get the average of the five highest players at your position. That would be in the neighborhood of $40 million uh, on, a, on a tag for Lamar. Okay, that's real good money. But as we know, these guys are one play away from losing everything. And they're handing out $150 million plus guaranteed contracts to Russell Wilson. $230 million guaranteed to Deshaun Watson. These guys don't want to play on the franchise tag. They don't want to play on the franchise tag. And if they don't come to a contract extension agreement, Baltimore will threaten the franchise tag and Lamar Jackson will threaten to sit out. We saw this happen with Devontae Adams last year. And if they tag him, 
that basically becomes a longer window, a longer extension to set up a trade. Uh, it'll be it'll probably be a tag and trade or a tag and negotiate. But a tag, I will be absolutely shocked if Lamar Jackson plays on a franchise tag next year. He will either be tagged and extended <clears throat> or tagged and traded and then extended. So those are the kind of things I expect to see happen. All right, let's say hello to some folks in the chat that have come in. Dave has made his way in. Dave, good morning. Appreciate you being here. Um, and Dylan says, he comes back and says, I'd love to see Lamar in Atlanta, but we've got to address edge rushing position as well, I believe, in consistency and gross of every other position. Yeah, the 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 thought is, again, if you've got your quarterback, that all sounds good, which, again, Dylan and, and Falcons pot out here was why I was so adamant about taking Justin Fields when you had the chance at four. Why do you try and get your franchise quarterback when he's available? And again, they may trust your evaluations also. And if you didn't think he could play, so be it. I question that. Like I said, I would have taken him number two behind uh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence for me, number one. Justin Fields, number two. But the reason, if you need a quarterback, and you were going to need a quarterback, because Matt Wilson was, or Matt Ryan was 36 years old, it is expensive. It's expensive to go out in there. Now, I ask you the question, would you rather have Justin Fields or would you rather have uh, Would you rather have Justin Fields and three first-round draft picks or would you rather have Lamar Jackson and, and no first-round draft picks for the next three years? I, I know where that one is for me. And, and by the way, Justin Fields is at about 20% of the cost financially. I know the answer for that one. I'd rather be sitting there with Justin Fields coming out of his second year playing a year behind Matt Ryan, play, starting this year, and then coming out with a, a host of, of first-round picks, basically being in the same position the Bears are in. You're uh, you're sitting there with the Bears where they've actually got a little bit more money than the Falcons in the 2023 salary cap and, uh, and, some, and, and high draft picks. That's where the Falcons could have been um, when it comes to the quarterback position. Right now, the quarterbacks are still maybe at quarterback, maybe not, and if you're a maybe a quarterback, if you don't have the answer a quarterback, it doesn't really matter, Dylan, if you're hitting, you know, the edge. I, I, I get it. Trust me. I, I, We can walk through all the positions of need that I think are most important uh, as we do this, too. Um, but as Kevin comes in, he says, keep the picks. So I think if you if you believe in us, you know, in the in the process and believe in the rebuild, I think most of us would kind of feel that way. It's like, OK, we've seen enough out of Ritter that we don't want to give up five picks and $250 million to get Lamar Jackson. Um, is this team a quarterback away, or at least he's young enough in this case, as opposed to Russell Wilson with the Denver Broncos. He's Russell Wilson was the window is now, you know, he's 33 years old. We've got three to five Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. Those are 25 year old kids who you want to have for the next 10 to 12 years. You've got time to, Hit free agency for that edge, for that offensive tackle, for that opposite, you know, opposite corner. AJ Terrell, you've got some time to do that when you're talking about sewing up the quarterback position for the next decade. So it makes it a little more worth it. Uh, Dave, Dave's pretty, pretty adamant about this one. He says Lamar Jackson will be a mistake and organizational suicide. Now, I think what you mean by that is you're giving up too much to get him, and he's not worth what it would cost we're not talking about Patrick Mahomes here is the idea now there's some that might think that Lamar Jackson in the right system could be 
arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. I'd listen. I, I was looking up his numbers. His quarterback rating is it, through his five seasons is 96 and change. That's better than Matt Ryan's career quarterback, who was a pocket passer. Eli Manning's in a little bit different of an era, but Eli's not that old. Eli Manning was an 84 and has two Super Bowl rings. An 84 quarterback rating right now would get you benched, would get you benched for sure. So um, Lamar Jackson can absolutely throw the ball. Luke Wright coming in. Luke, good morning. He says, good morning, Scott. And the Falcons podcast. Good morning, Luke. Appreciate you being here. And Michelle comes in and says, maybe they can have Matt Ryan. I got a feeling Matt Ryan... His number, his cat, I have to look it up. His cap number comes down next year. He restructured. That seems that Matt restructured Ryan should be his full name. Um, but the Colts will be looking at quarterback too. The Colts all of a sudden become a little interesting in this scenario too because right now they're picking one spot ahead of the Falcons, uh, have a big need at, at quarterback. They're in a similar position the Falcons were in last year when they should have taken Justin Fields in the 2021 draft. Um, nothing against Kyle Pitts, but I sure would have liked to have had Justin Fields, the, the quarterback when, and the reason why we've seen the reason why is because a pass catcher wasn't going to do you any good for these two years. And now you still have questions at quarterback. Now that these two years of Kyle Pitts's losing first two losing seasons were, uh, were up, uh, on the Justin Fields and the draft picks versus Lamar Jackson question, Dylan sap, uh, snap, sorry, says, uh, I'd take Justin Fields all day. Yeah, I, I probably would too. <laughs> I don't I don't think I'd want to trade. I mean, think of it this way. Would you trade Justin Fields and two first-round draft picks to uh, the Baltimore Ravens for Lamar Jackson right now? No, I wouldn't. Joe Cannon coming. It looks like the Facebook algorithm and the, the, fing, the Facebook fingers are working their way out there and, and, and waking some people up. But he says, uh, great morning, Scott. Running a little bit late, but you're here. Well, we're glad you're here. Thanks for being here, Joe. Kevin Mapp also here, the Southern Miss Golden Eagle. Toya coming in. So the only thing that makes me nervous about LJ is the number of games he misses each season due to injury. Um, there's several things to worry about Toya, and, and that's one of them. You know, can, is he is he a good enough passer to ramp down the running and and be more strategic in his running instead of that being a primary weapon of his? He can throw. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. He can he can absolutely. Uh, you know, beat you with his arm, but he's not, you know, that's, that's not his, he's the closest thing we've had to Mike Vick since Mike Vick, but his touchdowns is, is all pro second season. He was 36 and six on touchdowns, interceptions, man. If I can get that every year, I'm, I'm talking three, three first round picks with his legs. Yeah. You can have my three first round picks. Um, next year in 2020, he was 26 and nine, still solid played 15 games and he only played 12 games last year and his numbers dropped to uh 16 and 13 touchdowns and interceptions and this year at 25 years old it's 17 and 7 um when you're talking about a player who relies so much on his athletic gifts the drop off can be a little steeper who does that remind us a little bit of how about Cam Newton Cam Newton is a robo back he is a, a guy who we saw that if you're building them in, in the in the quarterback lab, I've got size, I've got speed, I've got arm strength, I've got it all. I'm checking all those boxes. And it was Cam Newton. And, and Cam Newton took so many hits and so much punishment that the drop-off for Cam was quicker 
then it really should have been. And it was a shame. And Lamar could be at that same way because he's he's not as big, nowhere near as big as Cam Newton. Cam Newton was tight end size, you know, 6'6", 240. Um, he could handle a little bit more of that abuse. And uh, and some of and, and unfortunately the referees let him take it. I think he was it's like he he didn't get some of the protection that other players did because he was so big and strong. Um and, and then we talk, you know, the the Cordarius Jackson comes in. He says Lamar Jackson, Arthur Smith, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. He says draft Bijan, the team would be amazing. Cordarius, the problem is, is you wouldn't be able to draft Bijan. <laughs> you wouldn't have that first round pick in 2022. Part any any way to get court to uh, to get Lamar Jackson is going to cost you your top ten pick this year. It's going to cost you your whatever pick next year too. Maybe you're picking 15 or 16, and it's probably going to cost you your 2024 first round pick. Wait a minute, 25. <laughs> Time's flying, man. I can't believe we're in 2023 already. We're talking about just a, in, in about 10 days. So it's going to cost you your 2023 first rounder. It's going to cost you your 2024 first rounder for sure. And then it will probably cost you your 2025 if you were going to. But again, it doesn't sound quite so bad if you say, well, we're going to use that pick on on Will Levis. Okay? So because we need a quarterback. All right. Well, now I say, would I trade two first round picks in Will Levis for Lamar Jackson? Hmm. Yeah, that's starting to sound a little more interesting to me. Um, so yeah, the 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 part of it is, and 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 Ryan comes in and he says, you know, the Falcons team is not in position to trading away all its picks for one player, or dumping all of our money for one player. Um, and Ryan, you may have you may have just gotten here, and I, I touched on this a little bit, where you know, making a comparison to um, to. Deshaun Watson versus Russell Wilson. When you're making that investment in Deshaun Watson, you're making that investment for the next 10 years. So you've got a little bit of time to start your rebuild with your quarterback. It wouldn't be right away, obviously. Um, and then you would have some free agency money. If you didn't have your first round picks, you'd have that money for free agency. So Chris Lindstrom's on his fifth year, uh, his fifth year deal next year his contract will be in the neighborhood of 14 million, 14, 15 right there on his fifth year option as a first round pick. You wouldn't have that hit your salary cap. You'd have that available for free agency. So there is a little bit of a trade-off there. So when you say you're not in position, they're not one player away to win now. I agree. You know, you don't do, you don't go and do this for a 32 year old quarterback, 33 year old quarterback. But if you're looking at what a player could be for the next decade for this team, this franchise, this city, Lamar Jackson would own this freaking city. Let's be serious here. This is still, as much as we love the Braves, this is still a big Falcons town now. It it it, it is. You just don't know it all the time when uh, in, until they start winning games. But then you start thinking about that investment. You're like, okay. And like I said, if you if you look at it and say we have to use our first round pick on a quarterback anyway, if that's the case, do I if I say two first rounders and Will Levis? for Lamar Jackson, it starts making a little sense. And as far as the money goes, the a franchise quarterback is going to take up about 20% of your salary cap unless he's on a rookie deal. So that's fairly normal. $50 million is a, that's what you were willing to pay to Sean Watson. You know, that's, that's somewhere where you're getting to do that. Um, where you're willing to go get him. So, it is a it is a thought for me. And Cordarius says, forget Bijan at running back. Whatever running back, 
Lamar doesn't take like hits like Cam does or Fields does. His injuries have been from the pocket. Yeah, he's um, and it, so have everybody's man. I mean, the 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 I'm I am less inclined to put so much into one quarterback these days into one player these days because everybody's getting hurt. Everybody is getting hurt. You better have a backup other than Josh Rosen back there who can who can go back and play. <laughs> Thanks for pronouncing my name right too. I'm glad I got it. And uh, if you're a longtime Falcons fan, you may remember Darius Connor, uh, one of my favorite names uh, at outside linebacker. I think he ended up playing with the Saints for a little bit too. Uh, but uh, Darius Darius Connor was one of my one of my favorite names for a, a hard hitting Falcon. Um, Charlie Beagle says other teams are probably wary after seeing the Russell Wilson deal too. They should be. You know they should be. The draft capital. It's still good, but the other part of that is, though, Charlie, is other teams are also wary of spending a number two and a number three on Trey Lance and Zach Wilson. You know, I I, I can have all this money and guaranteed contracts going to these guys who haven't done anything, and or I could just go ahead and give up two picks and go get a a uh, an All Pro quarterback who's twenty five years old, twenty five, and who would be the face of the franchise the second that he walks in the door. If the Atlanta Falcons and their and by the way, I'm not sure this is a live shot behind me. I think this is what it looked like against, uh, I'm trying to think of a team that nobody cares about. I can't say the Bears because it'd be filled with the Bears fans or the Packers, Packers fans, Steelers, Steelers fans. Um, but it's uh, the Detroit Lions are behind me. You know, this is a live shot of the game. This is what the dome looks like, the lower bowl looks like right now um, during games. So, you know, think of it from all of those perspectives. And, um, and it starts to make sense. And, and Ryan asks, if you get Lamar Jackson, how do you get players for defense and offense over time? Um, you know, depending on what you're giving up. Like I said, you would have more free agency. You, you'd be tying money in your quarterback, but you end up doing that anyway. Quarterbacks are expensive uh, unless they're on rookie deals. So if like best case for this entire team, obviously, is Desmond Ritter is the guy. You've already got him. He's cheap. He's controlled. You don't have to pay him for three years. That would be best case. If you've got a franchise quarterback that you don't draft, it's expensive. And after their second contracts are expensive. So <clears throat> you get your quarterback, you're done on offense for the next three years, and you start pouring second round picks and free agency money into the defense. Because if you go and get defense and if you don't have a quarterback, if we if, if Desmond Ritter, if that's as good as we saw, or if it was Marcus Mariota, ladies and gentlemen, this team isn't going anywhere anyway. Not with that quarterback play. So until you improve your quarterback play, the rest isn't all that important. <laughs> I mean, it is, but you're not going anywhere anyway. Uh, again, I will point you to the Denver Broncos and a top five defense and one of the three worst teams in football right now. So uh, there, there's more than one way to do this. And having your having a 25-year-old franchise quarterback is a pretty good start. And then there's ways to work around um, free agents and and draft picks shoot i mean the the falcons have been playing with you know scraping the bottom of the barrel they're at 92 million dollars in available in 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 what they have on the field right now an active active salary active contracts that they're playing with right now it's at 92 million dollars that's less than half of the full salary cap i uh, look at bama x coming in. he says good morning scott he's coming in bright orange thank you so much for the support my friend and merry christmas to you you have any questions or anything obviously hit them up i love that you uh 
you know, coming in and, and supporting this channel for me. So thank you very much. Just a reminder, if you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube, uh, stars and super chats are the most direct way to help support the show. So thank you very much. Uh, Bama X. Chris Walker comes in. Uh, so, and you need an offensive line that can pass protect as well as run block more talent at wide receiver, more depth across the board, and probably some more things I'm forgetting. Yeah. This team isn't, this team isn't good. You know, we, we, they have overachieved early, which kind of changed our expectations a little bit of where they could be. But I think I picked this team two and 15, maybe three and 14. And the reason why is we're seeing it now, you know, when you're going out there and you're throwing Timmy Horn and Jaleel Johnson and uh, some of these guys out there on the defensive line and then you know Corliss Armstrong at corner you know these are practice squad guys from other teams that you've picked up and or a 1.2 million dollar veteran minimum that I've picked up off the Titans waiver wire or the Bears waiver wire because I don't have any money I got 92 million dollars on the field as opposed to a possible maximum of 210 so you can pretty much ask any any position and say where I would be uh, where I would be interested. Toya says, "Do you think there is a QB in this draft class that could fit and would be available at number ten? We'll see. There's some shine coming off the quarterbacks right now, just a little bit. Um, you know, six months ago, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young were a lock for one and two. You're starting to hear the name Anthony Richardson out of Florida creep up a little bit until I, I spent the weekend in Florida." And uh, have some friends. My my father in law is a big bull gator, and he's just like, I don't get it, man. What what are they talking about first round for this guy? I'm like, well, it's the tools. It's it's the project, which means he should have gone back now that he can probably make more money in college next year than on his rookie deal. He should have gone to Florida and played one more year. Um, but Anthony Richardson could fit this offense like a round uh, round peg in a round hole. I'm always wary of drafting for scheme, though, because schemes change. If you, you're willing to give Arthur Smith the first two years because the team was a disaster, but they go and spend, get another top 10 pick, go and spend $100 million in free agency this year, and you go out and throw out another 5 and 12, the scheme starts looking a little different because you might be looking for a different quarterback. I mean, a different, uh, a different head coach. So things could change there. Um, Dylan comes in, he asks, while we're talking new quarterbacks, is Jake Matthews going to be around long enough to protect him? We're so lucky to have a cornerstone like him on the line. Well, it's luck, but it's also he was a top 10 draft pick. <laughs> it was one of the few times that Thomas Dimitrov made an investment in the offensive line with a premium pick, and, and they hit. It, it's been good. Um, Dylan, he's not going anywhere because... I think he's going to get an extension to restructure that contract. The highest contract. Now, this, this is this is kind of crazy to me. So listen to this and just remember when you're thinking, why are the Falcons in these situations? This is why. The highest paid offensive lineman this year had a cap hit of about $20 million, $21 million. Uh, and then he went on the IR. I think it was Garrett Bowles. Um, he's on the IR. So – Next year, based on the restructuring of contracts, which basically frees up cap money for this year and increases cap money down the road, don't worry about that. We'll just restructure him again. He has a $33 million cap hit next year. The highest was 21 this year. He's got a 50% increase on the, on the, on the next highest guy from this year. That screams to me restructure. 
that he's going to get another restructure, which is just going to kick the can down the road where eventually he's going to have a giant dead cap number on his contract and he'll be, and he won't be playing very well anymore. We've seen it happen with, do I need to list the examples? I can Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Dion Jones. They say the cap is a myth. It is as long as you're spending your money on young players who can play. When they start getting old and start going down and you're trying to replace them and you can't because he's got a $33 million dead cap hit, you can't do it. And that, that's just, actually, he's got a bigger dead cap hit than that. Let me look at what, what it is. Um, but his, his, uh, his salary cap hit is astronomical next year. And I can't spell, there is a name. His dead cap hit next year. Uh, for 2023 is 30 million. So uh, it's 31 and he's got a 34 million cap hit. That screams restructure for me. So I think you've got three, four years at least of Jake Matthews. And hopefully, because you're going to be paying him like a top five tackle, hopefully he's still playing at a an average to above average level. Uh, appreciate there though. <laughs> and Charlie says, Trey Lance, that seems like an eternity ago. I'd forgotten all about Trey Lance. Yeah, man, if you're going to give up three first-round draft picks, wouldn't you rather do it for Lamar Jackson than a guy from North Dakota State who started one year of college ball? Wow, that one was uh, that was that was pretty crazy. Um, and Dave comes and he says, "Is you know he's that, that Jackson's getting banged up? I mean, think of a running back. You know, a 25-year-old running back is starting to get worn out." He says, "Yes, Jackson is 25, but those two recent injuries, he might as well be 28." Um, and then uh, let's let's go honest on here, and and we'll we'll come down the the chat just a little bit. Dave says I'm tired of gimmicks, aren't you? Um, in regards to to what I wouldn't consider Lamar a uh, a a gimmick on that one. Um, so let me see on here. I'm going to just scroll down the chat a little bit, and Kevin's talking about I forget about the five and twelve. I said five and eleven. Uh, unfortunately, I'm looking correct, and then he says, oh, five and twelve. Yeah, the, the seventeen game. Adding one game shouldn't be that hard for us to figure out, but I the the automatic eight and eight, seven and nine, it's so ingrained in our brains. I I mess it up all the time. And Kevin says the 49ers forgot about Trey Lance too. Um and and Ryan and Ryan comes, he says, wouldn't you rather have a defense play calling and weapons like the 49ers have rather than go all in on one player and hope he changes the franchise? Well, it's interesting you say that, and we just mentioned Trey Lance in the same breath. Because they gave up three first-round draft picks for a guy they're not even playing, Ryan. So, again, you could have all those things, too. It's not an either-or type of proposition. You, you can have both. You can spend three first-round draft picks on a, on, a, on, a, on a quarterback and still have all those things if you're willing, if you build a team right. It's just not going to be next year. And, and it's not going to be next year, period. There's not enough time. The rebuild starts next year it, it does there's a there's going to be over 100 million dollars in free agency money there's going to be a top 10 pick how do you want to spend that do you want to lock up your franchise quarterback right away and then start building down the line cincinnati Bengals style how did they get good on defense they drafted young playmakers hello kyle pitts and drake london they spent they've spent a, a, a big pick on a quarterback number one overall joe burrow and they spent a ton of money on free agent defenders okay I think uh, that would work. That, that'd be one way to do it. But the thing is, is you got to hit on those. If you miss, you're in, uh, you're in big trouble. 
Caitlin says Lamar would fit right in with team culture and everything. Like I said, he he could he could come down here and own this city. Absolutely. Rich coming in saying good morning, folks. Good morning, Rich. Appreciate you being here. Um, appreciate you being here. But we're at 35 minutes, and uh, I think we're getting pretty close to uh to calling it a day. Um so if there's any questions here or anything that you wanted to to hit on before we get out of here but i think my final thoughts on this were again if lamar's gonna have to push for a trade if, if he wants out because uh they have the ability to franchise tag him he's not playing on a, a quarterback like that's not going to play on a franchise tag if he does get tagged it's either to tag and trade or extend the negotiation window where they tag and and then uh ex- sign him to a new contract when you're dealing with $250 million in guaranteed contracts. He's not going to want to play on a $40 million contract. And I know how stupid this sounds to you and me, 40 million, 250. It's mind boggling. But when you think of it, I'm not signing for a guarantee of 20% of what I can get. That makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. Would I be willing to give up three first round draft picks for Lamar Jackson? Probably not. Pro- probably not. Will the Falcons be willing to do something like that? I think they were pretty close to doing something like that with Deshaun Watson. So they will be in the conversation. Desmond Ritter can change that conversation over the course of the next three weeks. And that's what I think uh, Falcons fans should be rooting for is the guy you've got, you want him to go out and be the guy uh, and play really well. If he does and you still want Lamar Jackson, as Caitlin says, it may cost uh, you know at least two first-round picks. Yeah, it could cost you two first round picks and Desmond Ritter and you send your quarterback in the other direction. Um, So him playing good gives you a a lot of options. That would be the single best outcome. And we will get a chance to find out this weekend as he gets his second start. Lamar won't be playing, I don't think. Um, I haven't looked into uh, into the Ravens. I know it's been uh, Huntley the past couple of weeks. I watched him play against the Broncos and Huntley was Huntley wasn't bad. It's going to be it's going to be a tough game up there before they get to come home and play the Cardinals who have already flown south for the winter or west for the winter or wherever they're uh they're done stick a fork in the cardinals they they don't want to be out there anymore it's the worst team in football right now if they win another game i will be shocked uh on that note we're gonna get out of here get ready for uh for christmas weekend the falcons play saturday yep saturday football christmas eve god bless it um against the ravens they're about seven point underdogs right now and then they'll come home face the Cardinals we get a pretty good idea the other game to watch this weekend for Falcons fans I think the other one to really pay attention to is Denver Rams if the Falcons lose to the Ravens they pass the winner of that game in the draft order and would move up to sixth assuming Indianapolis Colts lose to the Chargers all those things are pretty likely to happen so unless they unless the Broncos and Rams tie if the Falcons lose, they move up into uh, into number six and start getting uh, a lot higher. So on that note, thanks, everybody, for being here. Bama X, thank you for the support, my friend. And everybody, thanks for coming on Facebook and YouTube. Give us a like and a share. Get more Falcons fans in here where we can start talking uh, this. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of a support group at times. You know, you you, you got to be tough to be a, a, an Atlanta sports fan. So appreciate everybody being here. I hope everybody has a holiday, has a safe and happy holidays. And we'll see you next time.